human mind. 600 miles of synaptic fiber, five and a half ounces of cranial fluid, 1,500 grams of complex neural matter, a three-pound pile of dreams. But I'll tell you what it really is. It is the ultimate battlefield and the ultimate weapon. The wars of this modern age, the psychic age, are all fought somewhere between these damp, curvaceous undulations. From this day forward, you are all psychic soldiers, paranormal paratroopers, mental marines who are about to ship out on the adventure of their lives. This is our beachhead, and this is your landing craft. You shall engage the enemy in his own mentality. You shall chase his dreams. You shall fight his demons. You shall live his nightmares. And those of you who fight well, you will find yourselves on the path to becoming international secret agents. In other words, psychonauts. The rest of you will die. Gamer Podcast, you're here. It's Game Club Psychonauts. Finally, Woo! finally, after how many how many times have we diverted this? Gosh, it's been what? Has it been like a year? I don't Maybe. think it's been that long. Okay, eight months. We've been talking a while. Like, okay, let's think of how many Wait. game clubs we were talking about doing Psychonauts, but did not do Psychonauts. We had Link's Awakening, but then we had to do that. Tactics. Mm. Know, we were. Ta- was it tactics? Before I think. Tactics. I don't know. So actually, it's only like two. It's, yeah, it's been it's been in the making. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't that long. We're not good with time here on the Finger of Progress. Yeah, but hey, let me introduce everyone that's here. Because if this is the first time you're listening to the show, you're like, "What's going on? I'm confused. Where's my buddy? Whose hand can I hold?" We're all confused. <laughs> my name Who's is Hank Garrett Rosa. Is what you said. I host this podcast with my buddy Benjamin Kerrigan. Hey, I'm Benjamin Kerrigan. And Ben, where are you today? Who's your your um, your podcast buddy? He, he's he's only sort of a podcast buddy. He didn't play Psychonauts, but his name's Melvin Rubio. He's Hello. A, he's a dude. I'm a dude. My name is Melvin Rubio. Special guest Melvin host. was actually on the podcast before, but it was the lost episode <laughs> yeah, that no we, one heard. We never actually heard Melvin. So hopefully this <laughs> doesn't then somehow jinx this episode and you won't get to hear him some for some reason. So anyway. Are you going to release it like a year from now? Like special no, edition new, with like the lost soundtrack? It's all And that. It's that is Crystal Clint Hazard. Been on the podcast a couple times. Really likes Psychonauts. Welcome back to the show. I love Psychonauts because fire is she pretty. Is a psychonaut. <laughs> so before we actually talk about how how the experience of Psychonauts has gone, it's just it's that time of the show where we get to know everyone. We we say what we've been up to. Um, you know, I like to start with people who are completely new to the show first. Melvin, buddy. Hello. Yep. We were talking earlier about what your favorite game is. 
let the people on the podcast know, you know, what what, what are your gaming preferences? How, what does games mean to you? Yeah, what's your game cred? It's my game cred. Uh, I I am a professional dance dance revolutionist. Professional? Are you really a <laughs> professional? Like you get paid? No. Can you put that on your business card? I'd like to. Well, a dude gave you a, a dude gave him a dollar once for playing uh, Pump It Up. So I guess he would be professional in that regard. That he's gotten money for playing a dancing game. Which is your favorite in the dance um, gaming genre? Oh, my favorite in the dance oh, no. gaming genre. Oh, no. oh God, this is not a complicated question. That is really tough. Um, I like the the Pump It Up series. It's it's, it's a video game. Well, how do you feel about like uh, the Dance Central games? Ah, uh, Dance Central. Yeah, actual uh, dance games. Actual dance games. Well, I mean, oh, my you're heart. actually dancing as opposed to you know hitting things with your feet or hands. Well, ooh, 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 ooh. Well, ooh. You see, when when I play, you know, when I when I hit arrows <laughs> on the ground, I I still I still dance to it. That's how you do it's, it, and that's why you're a professional. Yes, of course. Yes. Okay, Ben, do you have any video of Melvin doing this that, that I could? <laughs> yeah, see? I do actually. Um, one to a song Bill Eager made. In fact, it's on my YouTube ch- uh, channel page. Thank. Oh man! Okay, okay, everyone, go look. Bill at Eager is in Dance Dance Revolution. No! Um, actually, there's a um, Dance Dance Revolution clone called, called, called In the Groove, where uh, it had the ability to like put your own custom songs oh, on Oh, that's it. cool. So, like, his old Rock Candy song, We Can't Stop, that was like a Deep Darkness remix. Oh, Melvin wow. made like, a step file, too, and I recorded it, and it's pretty good. I'm. This is all really cool. I didn't know you could do all that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So, Melvin, why didn't you play Psychonauts? That's the best question I can think of right now. Ben, have you ever mentioned this this, this game to me? No. <laughs> it's, it's all Ben's In other fault, words, man. Melvin's like, I don't know where I am right now. I've never listened to whatever is going to be produced by this talking. Again, ten minutes ago, I didn't think the headphone was going to be in his head. So, like, <laughs> I just thought he was going to go off and do his own thing. But, nope, Melvin's here. He's in the Melvin's building. Melvin's here to stay. He could be like your Andy Richter, though. Yeah, Except I'm pretty sure if Conan played Psychonauts, Andy Richter would at least need to know a thing about Psychonauts to riff off of Conan. You're taking it in your own direction, Ben. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, okay, Ben, what have you been up to, man? It's been, uh, it's been a while since we chatted. One day more than usual. One. Uh, well, actually, it's been uh, two weeks because last week was Jane My Hangout time. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't on the podcast. You missed the track mode stuff, buddy. So what have you been did. doing? Um, I'm playing a lot of um, Miles Edgeworth Ace Attorney Investigations. Oh, how do you, and, how do you like, like that? Rediscovering that game, really, because the first time I played it, when I first bought it, I wasn't feeling it at all, and I didn't think it was a very good Ace Attorney-style game. But now that okay. I'm playing it again, and maybe it's just because it's easier now that I've like completed some of the cases before, it's a lot more fun and a lot more exciting. Is it as uh, story-heavy as the Phoenix yes. Wright ones are? Yeah. And, I mean... As far as actual difference between those two series, like, once you actually get into, like, the meat of what makes those games good, like, they're still essentially the same game. They just replace okay. the tap-the-screen things with you walk around now and tap the screen. <laughs> wow. It's, it's not really this, Yeah. It's, it's advances, I guess. But, no, it's, it's are you gonna, getting good. Are you going to import the, uh, the, sec- the sequel that is not going to be localized here for whatever reason? Uh, no, because I can't read it. <laughs> 
I would I like to be like able to play that game. somewhere on the magic of the but internet. I'm just curious. I, I don't want to play that game with a walkthrough. Yeah, it's like a story heavy. Would it? Yeah. Would there be any fun? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that might be kind of rough, but okay. So you've been playing some of that. What else we've been doing? Any, any other games? Watch anything good? Uh, watch anything good? I'm so close to being done with Legend of Galactic Heroes. Wow, like, how many episodes? I'm three is that? episodes. It's uh, 110 episodes. The main wow. series. I, wow just got to episode 108 today. I salute you, and that is impressive. I, I don't want to yeah, finish I it. I'm scared. I'm, I I'm still afraid to finish it. I haven't to episode two yet. Wait, so how do you... <laughs> I mean, that's a big time commitment. 110 yeah, episodes at yeah. 30 minutes apiece? How do you How do you fit this into your lifestyle? I mean, that's a lifestyle choice at that point. It is. You just sacrifice doing other things, like making music, <laughs> like I should be doing. Oh no! Or ben, you're saying the reason you're gonna live, breathe, like and eat Legend of you're Galactic growing Heroes. Chiptune, like <laughs> scene. You're, you're is not going anywhere because of Galactic Heroes. Because Galactic Heroes. Galactic Heroes is it's my free time essentially. But it runs I your wouldn't. Life. I wouldn't have let it do that if it wasn't so good. And it, that's I can't true. hear anything now because I knocked the headphones out of my ears. Well, what? but you know what's funny? You mentioned that. I, mean, I just went through and watched The Wire again with Jen for the mm-hmm. first time, and that's an hour episode, 12 episodes per season times five. I mean, that's a lot of time, too. Not, yeah. I don't know, roughly not quite as much. But, yeah, it's like um, 20, 20 minutes an episode for But you watch here. those things. I mean, like, it, it enriches your lifestyle. You think about things differently. I think about how I want to be a pretty boy in space, is what I think about. <laughs> yeah, more. Ben, are you going to have, like, a fabulous Legend of the Galactic Heroes cosplay coming up now? I only wish. Like, <laughs> I posted on Twitter a while ago, like, you could buy, like, a Reinhard von Lohengram suit from, like, this cosplay site. And it's like, if someone oh, buys yeah. me this, I will perform chiptunes in this. I don't care. This will be my chiptune attire. I was going to get, like, a bunch of friends to dress up as, like, I Dirk and this up. so dope. This is this a real thing? Yeah. It, like, people make, like, pre-made cosplay, like, suits that you can order custom from sites and stuff like that. This is just one of them. And I'm surprised there was a Galactic Heroes one, because it's Legend of the Galactic Heroes. But, yeah, it's a thing. Are there, like, little model ships you can get? You can put them all around your room? No, they're life-size. Um, you can get <laughs> the Brunhild, and just, it's the size of, like, the state of Virginia. It's no a new deal. car, Ben. We found it. Yep. I would love to be delivering pizzas in that. How much does this costume cost, Ben? Oh god, it's too much. It's like Can we start a fund. I a Kickstarter fund? A Kickstarter to make me a fabulous space boy. Because you can do a Kickstarter for about almost anything it seems these days. Mm-hmm. Wait, can we really name it that? Like Kickstarter to make Ben a fabulous anime boy? Yeah, that's that's the know. only name. I mean it's true. Oh yeah. Have you any updates on potential chiptune DJ name? I think Space Boyfriend's just going to be what it is. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. Crystal, it's been a while since you were on the show. Let's see. What time were you on here last? Talked about... Um, the import gaming oh, cast, yeah. which became the easily uh, digressed cla- yeah, <laughs> uh, cast. Yeah. I mean. That's kind of all our shows, really. Some more But so this was taking it to the max. <laughs> well, after the awesome beginning that everyone who is watching us live today on Twitch TV slash Fangamer has got to see uh it's been a bumpy ride so far but crystal um so what have you been up to you uh you've been playing any other games besides psychonauts lately i have a feeling you have oh man i have been playing so much radiant historia oh yeah yeah so good uh, wait what I, is radiant Ast- astoria 
Historia. Uh, it is um, an RPG by Atlas. You basically travel through time, but at a point, history will split, and you have to spend your time going back through time, adjusting both of the timelines, oh. and... Back to the future of the RPG. It sounds mega I really like the, um... I really like how... Yeah, it is complicated. If I could show you the map in this game, the timeline... Oh, you want to explain this? Hold on. I'm going to pull it up, because it's on my DS right now. It sounds Wait. like... But it's a Japanese game? Like it... Yeah, it's by Atlas. It's pretty Japanese. You want to see this timeline map? If you want to describe it? Oh man, this it is the timeline me of, map. Like, the uh, the grid on a. Looks like a skill okay. tree. Yeah. It's like. It, it's old for all the people who are like you know listening to this oh, later. Right. So we're all just like staring in awe. <laughs> it's like a skill. It reminds me of, like the Diablo or the World of Warcraft skills tree. Turn sideways yeah, yeah. And, and there's it's a lot. It's the skill there. tree of like tactics, basically. Um, it's like, so, oh yeah, then you can branch off to this, and then... So has but, it been uh, fun, or it sounds a little bit like that might be overwhelming? Yeah, the time of thing is a little overwhelming in the sense that you'll basically walk through this field playing like five different times to trigger five different events. It's like, oh boy, I can't wait to walk through this field I start at the beginning of the game. Mm, that's yeah, very Japanese, if I do say so myself. Yeah, yeah. But I do like the battle expert. system. That's uh, I think that's interesting. Um, the way the battle system works in this game are that the enemies are lined up on a 3x3 three three grid, mm -hmm. and you get these abilities where each enemy is on one specific square on the grid, and you can either push them or pull them to push enemies all together on one square so you can rack up a combo. So there's a lot of strategy involved in that, and I really like it. Wow, hmm. this sounds intense. This is like a game for for definitely someone in like lots of uh, strategy then. Definitely a crystal game. <laughs> yeah. Definitely an Atlas game. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Atlas game. When I was at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, I saw a game that I thought was made by Atlas, but now upon looking at the guide for it, it is not. So my segue is killed. Enix. I got oh no, this, yeah, it? it's by, by Enix, which now Squeenix. I got a guidebook for Star Ocean, the second story, um, which is probably the most hardcore, huge RPG I'd ever endeavored to play, even to this day, because I think Final Fantasy games haven't quite gotten close to how huge uh, that game has been. But um, in terms of what I've been up to, Fangamer had a booth at the Portland Retro Game Expo this year, which was a lot of fun. John came down from Seattle to help run it with me and Jen. Um, we had a little booth, had a couple shirts, a couple pins, stickers. We brought the uh, the vending machine, so we played the vending machine game. And during setup, we realized, oh man, the booth isn't a whiteboard, so when someone's asked to draw something, hmm, how are we going to handle that? So... Uh, I brought my whiteboard from home, and we'd just take it uh -huh. out from behind and make this big scene about how they had to draw a picture. And people were very like, wait, what? Enthused. I have to draw? Because all the other stuff's like <laughs> trivia mm -hmm. and such. And yeah. So, anyway, it's a lot of fun. I got some cool stuff that I'll show off here for the, the people watching live and describe for the uh, listeners. This is a, a perler bead Samus in the various suit? No, the gravity suit, I believe running that is magnetic and goes on my refrigerator that was pretty cool made by this company whose name i should have written down i have their card i'll put it in the show notes for later um i got a couple game guides i really like getting those because i don't know like i really like game guides they remind me of earthbound's game guide which is like probably the first one i ever 
really like fell in love with. So Except I got Majora's Mask uh, game guide, which is cool. I mean, sometimes a game guide is kind of crappy. If you guys ever had the Final Fantasy IX game guide, where like every other hint was like, wrong. But go to the Play Online site. Oh to yeah, look. remember that? Oh, that was yeah. worse. Was the Final Fantasy eight guide they started doing that? And had tons of good stuff in it, and then nine was super thin and didn't didn't have anything good. Um, I bet the nine guy didn't mention the Excalibur two, which is a giant pain in the neck to get. Yeah, yeah and then um, I got the Okami guide, and I actually picked up Okami recently. Um, as for games, I picked up this that I'm, we might think about doing for a game club, Persona three. That would be good. Yes! That would be a good game So club. good! Um, we had uh, Adam from a track mode on last week, and he said this was... Was it this game, or the game in this series? Persona 4, probably. Yeah, it was his favorite game, so I thought... Persona what? 3, was, I love that game, though. So, I haven't even beaten it yet. Um, I'm interested to try that out. Um, I also finally got a working copy of uh, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons this time. Hmm. Um, Did so you get one and that it didn't on, work? I don't know if I told you this, so I got a copy of Ages, and then I brought it home, and it totally didn't work. Oh, that so, sucks. Yeah. Aww. It was very disappointing, but I got one at the show, and I brought it home here with me, and it works. And it's so awesome. Like, <laughs> immediately, it's just a great game. has great feeling. The season's changing. It's I'm really looking forward to it. It feels like Link's Awakening, but just a lot of polish. And I was talking to uh, Poe Trader on tweet, in the tweets, and she was saying... That it also has kind of the original Zelda feel to it. Yeah. And I agree, because there's a lot of kind of really pulling back to the original series. Like, the first boss is like this dragon that you find a very specific way. And some of the dungeons feel very much like the original Zelda dungeons. So, I have um, seasons, so I should yeah. probably play it. Oh, yeah, dude. it's You know, actually, uh, actually about that, Garrett. Um, originally, there were going to be three Game Boy Color Zelda <laughs> games. And they were all going to make them remakes, I think. Oh, of the really? first game. Yeah, I think it was started off as um, they were originally going to make it a remake of the original game. And then they came up with like three games for seasons, ages, and time. And then they had to narrow it down to two because the password system is ridiculous. Oh, is that how the transfer works? I thought it was like a link cable thing. You, you could do it, yeah, right? Yeah, who has a link cable? Who oh, has a link cable? Anymore? I've got a link cable. I, I, I do, but for chip tunes. Actually, I have those wireless ones you got with leaf green and fire red. Would that work? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not with a Game Boy Advance. I don't know, that's a good question. Yeah, but it says this is Game yeah. Boy Color, probably not. Oh, yeah. We could pop the Game Boy Color game into the Game Boy Advance, but I don't know, maybe. Maybe. So I've been playing that. Um, yeah, we finished up the show. It went. It was really interesting because we'd never really done a small convention like this, so we learned a lot about what kind of stuff sells at a smaller convention what things people expect to see um a couple of our people who live in the northwest we got to see fangamer buddies um what else um, john john had a really good time he was basically like a kid in Candyland. i think as soon as the show opened he ran and left and was gone for about two hours and he came back with like two game so systems like all the stuff that he's sold over the years he basically bought he back. bought back yeah. yeah so he bought an n64 and golden nine like blast core and a couple controllers a gamecube controller like ninja turtles for nintendo like tons of stuff and i was just cracking oh my up god the first ninja turtles because he for sent me like <laughs> all of his stuff oh, to sell stuff. to pink gorilla like eight months ago and, and, and why did, did he get rid of all of that i don't know <laughs> 
crack me up. But I'm glad he has some gang because it's good for someone like him who's artistic yeah, and yeah. makes stuff to have those accessible. So I'm happy for him. Um, in terms of other cool game stuff, I was going to say, so um, there's another awesome podcast, the Weekly Geek Podcast, Chris mm-hmm. Furness does, and we've talked it's about good. it a little bit on our show before, but I was talking to him, and when I went to his house, he had two Xboxes, and I was like, dude, dude like one of them Red Ring or something? He was so like, they can oh, both play Deus Ex, right? Me and my wife will play two-player <laughs> games together. They have a two flat-screen TVs next to each other, next, on front of the couch, and two Xboxes. And they play like Red Dead, Fable 3, and all that stuff together. And I'm like, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wish I could do that. And then I realized, I'm an adult. <laughs> I have a lot of money. What? I can do that. Because yeah. I saw that mentality of when you're a kid, you're like, I could never afford to do that. That's a, it's like, wait, yes, I can. So yeah, I bought it's another just one Xbox. It's those things you never think of. It's like, why would I need yeah. another oh, Xbox? Yeah. <laughs> no, at all. So I picked up uh, another one. So me and Jen are going to play some games together. I'm very excited about that. Uh, Red Dead, I think, is the first one we're going to play. Red Dead Redemption. I, I, I just think it's cool. It's like those aren't even like two-player games. They're not playing two-player games. They're just playing games next to each other. They're playing next the same game. It's <laughs> really cool. It's yeah, like Game uh, Club, but real time. Yes. I think I'm going to steal this idea. Yeah, it'll be fun because, like, you know, people come to visit. We could do that, you know, yeah, play. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be a good time. Um, Tag Team anyway. Demo. I think is there something else I was gonna bring up. I think that was it. Um, let's talk about the contest real briefly, though. So, Next baseball. Yes, while Ben was gone, I kicked off the contest full swing, pun intended. X baseball. You can get it for your iPhone, iOS device. Um, it's free, but obviously you have to have some sort of device that will play it. So. Oh no! Um, so the details. People were worried that they already had to have one by now. No, we're gonna. I think we'll announce the winner no, no, no. next podcast because it's been going for a while now. Um, send us your high scores. Either tweet them to at Fangamer because in the the game you can tweet your scores pretty easily. Or mm-hmm. uh, even better, take a screenshot by pressing the home button and the lock button at once. Email that to podcast at Fangamer dot com. I think we're gonna do two prizes. Who has the most hits and who has the highest score? probably going to be the same person but who knows maybe there's somebody out there who isn't i don't we'll know see. you can really like whiff them and just get a bunch of hits <laughs> yeah, getting, like, that's my 20s. style man the whiff style where you're yeah. like <laughs> you get like 20 and you're like i'm on a i'm on a roll and then you get three strikes in a row and you're done yep. and then you cry <laughs> that's how i play yeah so man i got no x base exp yeah so it's a really funny game it's fun i'm gonna put together a cool package of fun things to send you um, I could show off. Well, I mean, a little bit comes in cool fan gamer pins, buttons you can't get anymore, and then other sorts of games swag that I've acquired over the years. Like Star it's good stuff. Two strategy guide. But, yeah, what happened to those <laughs> no, uh, Star Wars gonna... figures you're gonna give out? I, I yeah, do not have some Star Wars figures. figures I'm looking to get rid of. Do not. So, do not use this. <laughs> if you want like a Yoda. Or maybe like a little R2D2. Dude, I will take a Yoda. I mean, it's in, a, a, it's in the you, package. If you had a Mace Windu, maybe. Oh, I do. I like two. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. With does it look like Samuel Jackson? Yeah, it does. Totally. Okay, then those are prizes. Oh, yeah, the rest so of them, I, think, I, mean, I don't think they're really like worth any real money because that whole franchise is just milk It doesn't care. You have Sam Jackson figures. Yeah, but they're, they're cool. So you'll probably get one of those in there, too. I mean, it's going to be some weird stuff, but it'll all be awesome. <laughs> so enter our contest. Uh, by the way, as I already said, it's fun. We just do it because it's fun. That's really all. 
Chris, I like yeah, you. Do you just like look around your house and be like, I could give that away? Yes, in the contest. I do. I made a, <laughs> I a box of stuff. I was like, this is cool. I don't really use it, but I think someone else would find it really cool. So, yes, that is that's how it works. So, look, I just wanted uh, to spread the gospel of the sweet, sweet sounds of X baseball across America too. to make ben, everyone hear was, those sweet sound effects. <laughs> I thought Ben was being a little overzealous at PAX News telling me about oh, it, but now that no. I played it, there is a special magic of the game. Like, it's it's a very condensed gameplay element. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's, it, the music, the sound is uh, it's pretty intense. It's the most beautiful I do wish that sound if, in the universe. If anyone can get, like, a video of them and, like, five of their friends <laughs> playing it all at once... Dude... Like, I would send you a prize because I want to see that. That happened in Seattle. Like there was a video, but like Mare tweeted, like he didn't know what was going on. He was like, "All these guys in my living room are playing a game, and it sounds like there are seagulls. It's like I don't know what's going on." <laughs> and then like he started tweeting at all of us, so it would like pop up on our phones and it would screw up our game, which was pretty genius. Oh, <laughs> uh, and all for the podcast uh, viewers right now, if you can see, but you can probably hear it if you're listening later. My dog's in the background tearing apart a cardboard box, <laughs> making quite a ruckus yeah, in his Chuck Norris harness. Hot mess right now. Mm. When you're he Chuck is. Norris, you can he do is. anything you want. <laughs> yeah, Ripping when, up you're, when you're Chuck Norris, Appa. All right, we'll take a short break so I can go get my dog to stop chewing on that. So stay tuned. this guys it's been a long time coming as we've said it's time to talk about some psychonauts does anyone remember like the uh, the little intro speech by coach oleander to kick this off you are all psychic soldiers paranormal paratroopers mental marines who are about to ship out on the adventure of their lives no 
Okay. I've only played the game once. So Your no. mind is a battlefield and stuff like that. <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> um, okay, where should we start? Let's start with, um, how are you guys playing it? I am playing on the Xbox. Ben? I'm playing it on the PC, courtesy of Propecious on uh, Twitter, who came to Patch and was a cool dude. He gifted oh, awesome. it to me on Steam because I couldn't afford it. Okay, Liz, or, oh my gosh, Liz, I'm, cr- I'm crazy, I'm like, <laughs> I always assume the third person, okay. Oh no! That's the first time She's that's also happened. but... <sighs> Crystal, I'm sorry, what, what are you playing it on? I'm playing it on PS2, courtesy of Ben, two years ago. Oh yeah, it was one, but good try. Something like that, 18 <laughs> months maybe, I don't know, something Wait, like that. so Ben, did you have the game and you gave it to her? No, I, I bought it as a birthday oh. gift. Oh, okay, there we go. Awesome. Well, that's how I got mine from Liz as a birthday gift. It's yeah, Liz. Where's my birthday segment on Skype? Yeah, Liz. Oh, at least she's listening. She's too busy, you know, being a business Liz has lady. Moved on. She hates us. Um. Okay. So let's talk about the portion of the game that we've been playing, which is up through the dance party, yeah. uh, Mila's dance party. Mila's and dance first, I'd like to thank Crystal for breaking the game up for oh, us, yeah. since yeah. neither Ben or Work. I had played it. So. That's going to make your no game club no. very difficult. Um, but, okay, so let's um, what were, let's start with the newbies. Initial impressions of the game. Ben, how did it feel jumping into the world of Psychonauts from the intro screen? It was actually really good. Um, well, it was really good, first of all, because it worked on my computer. That's always a <laughs> always, always sign a of a, a game that I'm going to enjoy. But no, like... For the past, like, week or so, it's been, like, really dreary and, like, foggy and cloudy here. And it's been, like, giving me a, like, super big, like, fall time vibe. And mm-hmm. this game is just complimenting that. Like, I feel just in the whole... In a good or bad way? In a very good way, actually. Okay. It's getting me in, like, the sort of fall oh, Halloween-y man. spirit. And it's good. It's easing me in. Okay. Even though it's a summer camp. Yeah, yeah. Well, Small details. It's outside. Doing stuff. Well, it's got it's that good. very like sort of Jonan Vasquez art style that gives it sort of a Halloweeny. It touch, does like so. that sort of Nightmare Before Christmas yeah, sort of yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim Exaggerated eyes. Invader Zoom. Yeah, um, I myself, I think the initial thing I was taken back by was that um, it it's different across the board. Like there's, it's so unique the game every character is really well fleshed out and interesting it's very humorous but in, in terms of different like the starting menu you you start the game you have the title screen you hit start and i'm expecting to see the normal like new game continue mm. like little menu options instead nothing happens and i'm like what what's good is my game frozen is this those glitches that people talk about but you walk around the brain that he's standing on and that's like yeah. the start menu there's little i'm like oh and it's those little details like that yeah, that's not even something you see, though, until, like, you quit the game and resume from a different time. At least in the PC version. Like, it starts you right off with the intro. Oh, really? Yeah. No, this one you got to choose, oh. like, new story oh, okay. to, to go. Because I was like, is my game broken? This would be really sad <laughs> already. just PC version. Because I guess consoles, you actually have to start off at the brain all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so um, you jump into the game... They have like a lot of cutscenes. Like, in fact, the whole intro portion of the game yeah. is actually very. There's a lot of scripted scenes. dialogue, and um, it's really well put together. I wasn't like, oh, I want to skip this. Oh, let's move on. Like, yeah, it's put together very much like a cartoon. Yeah, I was like, and that's the whole time when I was playing. I thought, man, 
If this was a cartoon, yeah. I would have watched this. If this was like a, a Pixar film, I would be down. <laughs> yeah. And like Crystal, a 90s you were saying, Nick cartoon. You, you were saying Invader Zim, like this, does that actually have any ties to this game directly, or are they dissimilar? Uh... I don't no, think it's just so. you guys were mentioning Jonan Vasquez. Okay, so there's a similar style. I was wondering if the guys involved in both things were similar. Although the voice of Invader Zim is the voice of Raz. That's true. Who, right, and that's I've been told. I actually haven't watched Invader Zim, so don't. Have you ever seen me. Angry Beavers? <laughs> no, because that's what I always. Uh, he was oh. Daggett in Angry Beavers. Yeah, and I always recognize that voice. No, the equivalent of my uh, Nicktoons, I think, ended at, like, Doug, Rugrats, oh, okay. the original ones. Ah, Real Monsters, Hey Arnold. Well, wasn't was he Ickes? Yeah. Um, I think Ickes so, was I was going to see some of my, yeah. my starting um, revelations. Oh, my first one was, um, everyone had said you could just download it on the 360 to play, the Xbox 360. And that I don't think that's true? true anymore. Hmm. Um, I searched the, the store... And it's not available to download anymore, as far as I can tell. And someone else had confirmed it as well. They, they couldn't find it. But if you have the disc, it'll recognize the disc uh, and plays it quite well. So I was mm. incredibly shocked that my 360 would, <laughs> would read an old game. But Is it usually um, not backwards compatible? Some of them are pretty janky. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, I you mean, can I play, guess but to, like, like... emulate them. Yeah, and it kind of plays kind of choppy and, and weird, but... Um, but one of the first things after like the really cool intro scene and like kind of gets you into the story that um, my one of my first questions and still is a question throughout the whole section we played is like who why what are you fighting against in the game and you don't need to answer this because I know Crystal probably knows but like you're like this psychonauts you're trying to train to be these uh, psychic spies. And you're, yeah. there's a school for it, this camp, right? But they never really say, like, what, why there is a need to have these. I mean, it's cool. I understand that. But, like, you mm-hmm. don't really see who you're fighting, so to speak. So I, I was originally kind of wondering, why does this school exist? And why would, why does Raz need to become a psychonaut other than just to be one before his dad comes to pick him up to, to, so his dad realizes why psychics are cool? I don't know. I just figured it was more so of, like, an X-Men sort of thing. Or something that, like, society had progressed to the point where this is how they fight now. Or it's just, like, Psychic a new way of them going about it. I don't know. So, like, an I didn't think it fight. was. Yeah, how, say, like, they have... Lobo had a, a said similarly in the, ch- in the thread. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like an X-Men or, like, a comic book sort of intro. And I was like, yeah. okay, I can kind of see that. Um, yeah, I always like, assumed they, they were, they like, do... some kind of government agency for yeah, they do point out that like some people are not down with psychics as yes parents are not. they do and that's another really cool thing about the game is how they tell parts of the story that aren't necessarily like main storyline items they're like, yeah. like they threw the the memories like where you're like in the little yeah. uh you know what is that thing called like the viewfinder thing yeah oh when you get um the, cool. when you open up the vaults and stuff they're memories yeah, but the like the actual yeah, there thing that they're pretending to be. Yeah, they're, you, they're like, viewfinders. Yeah, yeah, and so they tell you that. I really like that. Yeah, that that is pretty cool. Because it's just it, because they're just pictures. You kind of have to infer what mm-hmm. are the emotions and feelings that with them, and the idea that they're already in a vault, so they're they're kind of hidden pieces of themselves, and the, that the levels themselves are. Um, these people's minds and so yeah. have all the uh, figments represent things that they're you know, in their head 
the mm -hmm. level, um, not necessarily design, but like the aesthetics of the level, I really like. I, yeah, I, I really enjoy those. If you tell someone to make a game where the levels are people's minds, like how better could you do it? Yeah, I guess. Like they really hit the the mark with that. At least I thought. Yep. Yeah, um, like I feel like they're very thematic, like figments of imagination, emotional baggage, mental vault. It's like yeah, all yeah, it's very, very well clever. thought out. Um, the cobwebs the in the mind. So yeah. Um, yeah, the baggage. And whenever you get their tags and you unite yeah, them together, like they have that little happy so dance. cute. Like the um <laughs> the other note I made originally was, dude, it's basically Harry Potter psychic camp. I was like, awesome. <laughs> Horse They're all divine to classes. Yeah. Actually, I thought that would have been another cool way to do this. Because, I mean, they're, each level is kind of like a class. But actually, if that was an entire game where you're, it's a summer camp, like salute your shorts, but it's all going to different classes that are camps instead of having, like, a larger overarching star story. But, anyway, it gets off on another tangent. Um, what was I going to say that was really funny about this? Um, oh, there's so much voice acting that's really oh, yeah. good. Yeah, it's like amazing. So much voice Everything acting. Everything is top notch. Yeah, they got they um, got like for real like legitimate Western cartoon voice actors for like pretty much everything. Like I've heard yeah. if most if not all of these voices in like cartoons I grew up watching. So it's really yeah, cool. especially because like even the most what seems like just ancillary side characters voice like yeah. no text. You're listening to them say things, and that's where I really that whole idea that it could have been a cartoon, but even more so that. I think you can really tell they were hoping for this to be a new franchise, just like Mario, Crash Bandicoot, um, Ratchet and Clank, that, that Psychonauts was going to be a new world for people, because um, they did such care with crafting all of these characters yeah. in a really vibrant world. Did you go around the camp talking to every camper? Because that's what I did the first time. First and then I you didn't. keep talking to them, like, to see if you get more dialogue. I would just go around talking to people. At first I didn't, because I didn't know that everyone was so fleshed out. Because I was like, I got to get to the first point. Got to get moving. And then mm -hmm. when I finished the first one, I came back and I started talking to everybody. And I was like, oh, man, these they people are hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, like the... The kid who has the thing on his head who loses his brain first. I don't know his name. Dogen? Oh, Dogen? Yes. He is my favorite. <laughs> He's adorable and, like, kind of creepy. Like, yeah. this game very... It starts off, like, you're not sure, like, what their target is going to be exactly. But, like, mm -hmm. very soon after starting, it progresses to... It's like, yeah, some sort of dark things are going to happen in this game. And that's more so highlighted by, like, some of the viewfinder and, like, memory stuff you find later. More yeah. specifically, like, in a... Mila's dance party. We'll, we'll talk There's about that one in particular. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, like Dogen, like right from the get go, they start hinting about like how he's probably gonna like go insane or something. It's yeah. gonna be a problem. Talking and, to the squirrels. Yeah. Yeah, in and, the in the chat, these squirrels are all liars. <laughs> he made a kid's head explode once, maybe yeah. four times. And that that's a great point right there. Is that the humor? is genuinely funny like yeah. i chuckle to myself many times it's not like oh that like not when you say oh that's so funny but you don't laugh yeah it, like i was it's actually funny. laughing to myself and was really intrigued at wanting to talk to more people and see what they said so after the initial part i was like crystal and i went and went and talked to everyone um but uh one thing that i did think was lacking in the first first and a half levels was and this is something I tried to explain when I was doing the live streams, and I probably did do a great job of it, but I feel like 
up until the third level, this game was missing the secret sauce, like the secret hamburger sauce, the secret, the thing that makes it like super fun that you always want to come back to. That was an Cause it, Cause it was really just like a standard platformer at first. And you kind of have a couple moves, and you do the first two levels, and you're getting new moves, but they're all kind of standard stuff you would expect. Sure. And then you get to the third level, <laughs> and you get the tel- And the then I'm just like, ball. this is so much fun. I'm rolling <laughs> everywhere, and I'm jumping around and hovering. And then I'm like, okay, that's this is the best game. I'm having so much fun now. Yeah, so levitation ball rules. Yeah. And- yeah, once I get levitation, never take it off. And if the, the few chances I have to, I'm like, oh, man, so I, I can't actually walk around. Yeah, I, and I was they, that enjoying was the it thing before, I thought was, but yeah. Yeah, as you walk around, I thought, man, this is this takes forever to get everywhere in this game. And they have yeah. the fast transit, so I was mm-hmm. using that a lot. But I thought, but everyone's talking about exploring this world and having so much fun. I'm like, ugh, it's taking forever. It goes so many places. Uh, the other kind of criticism I had at the beginning, I don't know if it's a bad or a good thing. It's just there are a lot of collectibles. Yes. A lot. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to deny that. And for someone like are... me, that's a very bad thing. Me too. Last oh, night, man. I spent, like, two hours, like, on the racetrack trying to get all the figments. And it was a problem. Oh, no. oh God, Ben, isn't that terrible? It was the worst. <laughs> Wait, you know so... you have to walk the racetrack yeah, to get yeah, all of them. you do. That's the best way to do it. Oh, gosh. I don't have patience for that. Did you get the um, the, 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 the watering detector thing? What's it called? The dowsing yeah. rod? Yeah, the dowsing rod. rod. Yeah, yeah, Did you yeah. get that? You kind of have to to get the cobweb duster. Right, right. Well, I mean, but I Crystal told me, go get it. I was like, okay, I got this. And then I'm all like, oh, no, you just gave me, like, crack. Like, <laughs> that's, that's all I do with that. And I'm like, all right, well, well here it is. And, like, people on the live stream are like, okay, Garrett, for the last 30 minutes, all you've been doing is being silent and looking for arrowheads. Not this the most entertaining thing to watch. So how many arrowheads did you get before you're like, okay, I'm done here, I gotta stop? I was at least at a thousand, but I was like at rank eight or nine or something. Like I wasn't <laughs> at a high enough rank that I could use any of that to buy anything. Cool. Yeah, it's like so. I, I just use it until I get as many arrowheads as I need. No, I I just if if I feel the vibration on the way to something, oh, yeah, <laughs> I digress. I must go over there and find whatever it was. So. Um, yeah, so, okay, um, level one was, uh, sort of a tutorial level a little bit, um, you, you're in the, I'm bad with names, as everyone knows, Coach kind Oleander. of the general guy's mind. Oh, uh, Coach, Coach Oleander. Oleander. Yeah, um, Oleander. and you're kind of given some of the basic game mechanics of the idea that he'll have secrets in his mind that you'll have to chase down if you want to see them, and there'll be cobwebs blocking off certain areas, and, um emotional baggage and like we were saying how they tie all these psychological concepts to collectibles is actually really cool um the amount of things you can collect i feel does this get a bit overwhelming i mean they have it all in menus you can find Mm -hmm. it but and it's easy to be collecting a lot of stuff but because you're collecting so much stuff i almost feel like none of none of it really feels very important other than yeah there are so many different things to collect to yeah, get the about like the cobwebs those cards. and figments and Fig the side cards. cards, the cores. Yeah, yeah. So, it's rough. Uh, I mean, scavenger the types hunt. Of health, the yeah, ammo the for your hunt, gun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a bit overwhelming, but luckily the game has got to a point where I'm like you ever having to run out of something. You know, I'm, I'm always there's always something to grab, which mm-hmm. is good. Um, so the first level, any comments or thoughts on that? I mean, I thought it was a pretty standard. It was fun. And I didn't really take any intense notes on it. Uh, ben, did you have anything there? 
Um, no, it was pretty standard. I thought it set, like, the, the tone for the game nicely enough and, like, what kind of stuff you were going to be doing. I sort of worried that they were all going to be, like, as bleak and terrifying as his. <laughs> yeah, me too. But then, like, <laughs> once you get to, like, Sasha, Sasha Nines, it's like, okay, there's going to be variants. Very different. And it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. I, I did like how when you beat the first level that the music that plays, like, when you get the badge, it reminds me, like, of the Rocky music a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time I hear it, it's like... I can like, cue it up right huh? now, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. Because every time someone says a retweet, it just fires up. <laughs> wow, that's pretty intense, because, yeah, like, it's a little bit of a, a long tweet. song for a, a tweet. Anyway. Um, Everyone tweet uh, Crystal right now. Let's I know. see. Give me Actually, the last part, yeah, it's like Rocky and the the Darth Vader march or like the Star Wars march, like together. So that was kind of cool. Wait, that wasn't Rocky? No, that was Psycho. Oh no, that was a really great. That was a great Andy Richter. Wait, that wasn't Rocky. Melvin did that on purpose. No. Um, okay, so uh, in between like the levels, do you guys spend a lot of time running around doing stuff or like exploring? I mean, obviously the arrowheads is one thing, but like actually exploring around the world because I, I mean, obviously, Christian, you played it before, you know that you can't get everywhere, but I didn't know that, so I'm like trying up this hill, I can't, and then a bear comes out, a psychic oh, bear, to come <laughs> Those kill bears me. Bears are terrifying. That bear is fierce. Yeah. Oh man, the next enemies, oh man, they're not so fun. <laughs> oh, wow. It's like, why yeah. am I being lit on fire? Oh my god, I'm being attacked. <laughs> actually, maybe that's something that I would say is kind of a weird part of this game. I don't ever actually look forward to fighting anything. Like, I find that I have a mm-hmm. hard time killing stuff in the game, especially with the punch. The, I haven't really got the range down on, like, how close or far away I should be to, like, hit something, like the hit detection. But, yeah. And then the gun, I don't like that that takes ammo. Now that I think about it, I don't really use the punch that often. It's always, I just use PSI Blast. I don't know, Psy Blast, like, they're easy enough to use. I feel like when you kill things, you get enough to refill you most of the time. You do. You know, but it's like... And, like, like, there's so much stuff in, like, the actual area to, like, punch to get more... Rupee pots, basically. Yeah. Rupee pots. Like, they're just everywhere. You punch the meat trees, and then you get more ammo. (laughs) The meat trees. Um, the uh, the one I guess the moment that sticks out is the psychic bear attack. Like yeah. the, f- the first time I fight him, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Oh, almost die. And then I have like one fourth of brain left, mm-hmm. and then he dies. Yeah, you and- almost kicked it there. I was like, oh no, Garrett, don't do this now. You gotta retreat. <laughs> no, <already. laughs> like, did, how did you kill him though? I'm did you punch him? him? Oh, I let him death. on fire. But then when you light him on fire, he charges at you and he'll light you on fire. So it's sort of. <laughs> It's a mutual relationship. <laughs> I mean, besides the fact that I was afraid of him, I still think he's really cool. Like, that is a oh, fun yeah, yeah. bad guy to go up against. Actually, um, since we're on the subject of pyrokinesis, since I beat the game already, I have cheated and put in all psychic powers at the beginning. I am having so much fun messing with all the <laughs> other campers. I'm like, oh, I'm going to light you on fire. I'm going to use telekinesis on you. <laughs> I'm gonna throw I, confusion at you, and it's like, oh, this feels so good. I do like that though, because like whenever you use a psychic power on them, they have something to say. Yeah, they have fun. specific text. Yeah. Yeah, like, a lot that, of them are like, Raz, it's not funny." I'm like, "No, this is hilarious." Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> there was one like, uh, like the two kids in like the main cabin who are like 
they have like a a turntable and the drums like their little band on the stage there like one of the girls mentions how like in her past she had like a horrible experience with fire or something and like if you light her on fire like she's like oh no it's happening again (laughs) i just like that there's that much nuance to this sort of thing those details the salient details are like at the very beginning there's the kid who's like looking in the peephole oh god i love him oh no and you go inside he's like just just warming up you know practicing looking through the peephole (laughs) yeah it's like Um, you ask him to teach you clairvoyance it's like i learned from an expert but what i'm not an expert but uh, what i am an expert in the ladies like i just love that guy he rules yeah you're gonna get a power later in the game where you get to see where people see what you look like through their eyes and he sees you as not a girl (laughs) <laughs> dude that's awesome that is incredible oh, i'm looking forward to that um okay let's talk about level two um again my notes start off why who are we killing what is the real bad guy in the game obviously we'll, we'll get more to that um but that the um uh, the manifest manifestations the sensor the baggage all that stuff i thought really started coming together and being because it's the second level now so now you see how the manifestations have changed and they're like different pictures this time they're less mm-hmm. war um yeah. it, so i thought that was really cool I'm like these levels are going to be so vastly different and that's going to be fun um I, I wasn't really diggling the platform in the second one because it's like i still think i mean it's a game that was made in what 2005 you know yeah there's there's some refinement there for sure to be completely um, honest, a, the uh, platforming in this game is a little awkward. Uh, I think it's it's really awkward for me because I'm on the PC and like just. Are you doing the jumping keyboard? in general? Yeah, I'm doing it with the keyboard. Ooh. I do oh, have Ben, a don't do that, Ben. Yeah, get a gamepad. I'm, I'm probably gonna. I have a gamepad. I just haven't plugged it in. Just um, this game has just annoyed me a little bit with sort of the same things that like Super Metroid did, and that. This game will show you things that you can do, yes. but you can't do oh. them yet. And the problem with this game, in Metroid, like, you know if you can't do it, because, like, you have a colored door that you've yes. never seen. It's more but obvious. But in this game, it's, like, it's so freeform in 3D that it's, like, well, you might be able can to do I it? do this? Maybe. So, like, you waste a no. bunch of time trying, and <laughs> I really don't like that. And Yeah. Yeah. No, I had the same thing. I'm, like, am I just killing myself trying to do this over and over, or what? But, um... That, that first level, or the second level, when you get to the boss fight, I actually found that pretty frustrating, because the, me- the mechanic was a little weird, I couldn't figure out what I was quite doing wrong, so I just ran a lot, and he'd always catch me. It just felt like older games when I didn't like boss fights as much. I, I felt that was more problematic before you understood that, like, him running faster than you is okay, because when he winds up to, like, swing his hammer at you, he stops yeah. for a good second. I didn't so, really like, learn that. So, like, at first it was, like, freaking me out. And, like, I thought it sucked, and it's like, why is he faster than me? He's huge. But then, like, you realize if you keep running, you'll be fine. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, even so, it's a little bit awkward, because Sasha's level is this cube, and you don't have a lot of ground space, because when the camera shifts and you're at a corner, it's like, whoa, where am I going? I found found it mostly fine. Like, the perspective change, I thought, worked all right enough. I think my, my biggest problem with that whole level in general, and it... I guess turned out not to be too big of a problem is just that like because like there's so much to collect and going back to that thing where Mm -hmm. it's like well can I do this yet probably not but I'm gonna try anyway like there are a lot of like points of no return where it's like if you're trying to do something but you do something wrong like you hit 
like those valves before you want to. Yeah. Like by locking on to something you didn't want to or whatever. Like there's no way to go back. And like at that point in the game, they don't tell you that you can go back. So I was freaking out and like getting really frustrated. It's like, but I wanted to get all these figments. And then I'm fighting yeah, the boss and I'm like, there's so much behind. Yeah. 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 I, I suffer from the same problem. I was like, but then I was just like, forget it. I know I'm not going to try and get everything there is in this game, especially once I realize, holy crap, there's, so there's a lot of things to collect. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to worry about that. But it was after the end of the second level that I first wrote down the question of why didn't this game do well? Like, I've been really enjoying myself, and I started thinking about it, and I did a little research before, so I kind of have some answers, but like the, the only one I could really come up with that made sense was it came up at the time that, I mean, it was for th- Xbox, which wasn't mm-hmm. really known a lot for platforming. It was still a proving ground. Yeah. Um, the publisher it was with was kind of defunct and went downhill. Yeah, when's like, the last they, time you've seen a Majesco game? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, in that it was supposed to be a Microsoft first-party-ish kind of game, but they dropped out. Um, oh, wow. So it, it sounds like, if anything, it was just unfortunate circumstances. They just went with the wrong publisher, and as usual with game development, nobody wanted to take a chance on something new, which, I don't know, it, it's really sad. It's like, I, you play this, I'm like, why wouldn't you take a chance on this? There's so much dumber stuff to, to that they do take a chance on, you know? Like, this yeah. world is so flushed out. I don't know. Actually, like the chat says, like uh, like Earthbound, this game also suffered poor marketing from my research. Yeah. yeah. And I feel it's like one of those things where people don't like good games. It's like how Suda51 games never sell well. Or, I don't yeah. know. Like I just feel like Tim Schafer games in general just fall into that niche where it's like, these games are really good, but for some reason they don't catch on. Because like they're so unique in... I don't know. A lot of people are afraid of that. I'm not sure. Change. I don't well, I think know. when it was like broadcasted on TV, it was like on Cartoon Network. It looked like a cartoony game just for kids, and it's definitely not for kids. There's gonna be some messed up stuff happening later. Yeah, on. there's some pretty uh, adult. adult don't show some kids there. Mila's secret room. <laughs> oh, so let's let's move on to the third level. Uh, my favorite level so far. I love getting the telekinesis. As I've already said. Very colorful, vibrant. The dancing. Oh, I like that. If you just leave your uh, uh, Raz idol, he'll start yeah, he'll dance. He start dancing. Yeah, that was yeah, super yeah. fun. <laughs> um, but I mean, I played through it, had a good time, and then it was like, oh, you didn't get the secret, blah blah blah. I'm like, well, it was a secret. So, so tell me about this. What is this thing that everybody's talking oh. about that they're kind of freaking out? Uh, about? Do you want me to describe it, Ben? Yeah, uh, go for it. All right. Um. So in that first room where there's like a giant fan on the floor and, and you gotta like use the float ability yeah. to... Alright, so you try to get up as high on the ceiling and then you see up to the side there's like this little clove over there. So you float over there and Mila's like, no, no, you don't want to go in there. You know, and you there's see like nothing this... in this room. Yeah, you don't want to put... The party's not in here. And then you see this giant purple toy chest and these stuffed animals and it's a dark room. Like there it looks like nothing is happening in this room. And, you, and like there's all a mental the vault in, in that there. room are like baby related. Yeah, and then there's a mental vault in there. And you you hit it as usual, and you look through the reel, and it's like, oh, Mila used to be a caretaker at this like orphanage or whatever. And then one day she went out to go groceries, and then wham, entire orphanage on fire. She can't save anyone. I guess everyone died. Oh my gosh, 
Yep, all the kids. So like you see, like them on fire, like around her. I guess like oh as a figment God. of her mind, and like she looks terrified, and like it's horrifying. And then you get out of that, and then like there's that purple toy chest that she was talking about. You hit it, and yeah. then again, like you hear Mila above. She's like, "Oh, don't, no, don't worry oh, about you that." You definitely do not want to go in there. And you jump inside. And, and it's there's, like, hell in there. Terrifying shit where, like, you're in, like, this cage of fire. There's a bunch of, like, purple ghastly oh demons gosh. around, like, screaming, Mila, help! And it's like, Mila, oh my god! Why did you let us die? Save it's us. terrifying! It's, it's the creepiest wow. whispery voice. It's going, Mila! Well, can I, yeah. can I go back and do yeah, this? Or you is can. It like, yeah, like, you can read this below and, like, and then be horrified. Uh, collective unconscious, you can go back and, uh, Okay. There is nothing in this room other than to be completely horrified. You're like, like, oh man, this is a nice party room. What is this? Oh my god. But that's such a powerful thing in gaming to to be exploring. Like, that someone's, that, what's it called? Like, the things you're ashamed of because you wish you could have done them differently. Like, shame. (laughs) Exploring that emotion in a video game. I mean, what other game has done that? Um, None that I can think of. Not really. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's an I easy way to do, like, character backstory and development and stuff, but I think it works. Yeah. I, I'm glad they're taking advantage of that in this game, because you're in people's minds. It's, yeah. It's, like, super easy to do that sort of thing, like, mm-hmm. contextually for it to make sense in the story. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking while I was playing it, like, it'd be awesome if there was an HD remake of this game, and they should have the... They should have Sophia Vargas be the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mila, be hot. I thought that oh. was her at first. Like, <laughs> is that her voice? Probably not. No, I don't think so. The greatest thing about an HD remake is, like, I would probably be able to see the freaking figments in Mila's stage better. Oh, yeah. It's Lord. tough to see what's going on there. Yeah, this was my favorite stage until I realized there were, like, a hundred figments on the racetrack. <laughs> oh, God. Actually, as And I do got... you know there are, like, figments for each section, right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, what? No, I'm not about collecting all the stuff. <laughs> Eventually, so. I'm gonna give up, but at this point, I'm still trying, and I, oh. I definitely should. Then, are you gonna be a psycho bro not and get rank 100? I don't know. Nope. I don't have time Calm for it. this. There's so many other games nope. to play. So many. But other I got games. Yes, the heroes to watch. <laughs> He's almost got that like, monkey I've done off his this back. Before. Almost. I've, almost. Almost. <laughs> all right. I don't well, know, once any other kind of fun. Over, I'll realize that the world is so open. There's so much <laughs> Any more other to do. final thoughts for this week's uh, gameplay point uh, before we kind of wrap up? Wait, we didn't uh, talk about the world, so I'll taste my eggs. What? What? Did you guys find that memory vault? When you go to back to a basic, uh, no, was it? The brain basic. tumbler experiment? Mm-hmm. And then you shoot the, uh, what is it? That glowy eye thing that comes at you. Oh, yeah. like the scary dark And then, thing. yeah, you go a little past, and there's, like, another memory vault, and you hit that, and you're like, see this really bizarre oh, reel? Yeah, um, it's yeah. really strange. Like, <laughs> and then Raz is like, wait, what the hell was that? <laughs> I want to know what, what was your it interpretation again? Like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't quite tell what the pictures were. I'm like, I don't know what's yeah, going like, on right now, so like I just kind of let it go. A brain or a frog or a something. Brain, like, like, hatches out an egg. Kills everything. Well, it makes me wonder, is that really in his brain, or is this, like, somebody else's brain? Yeah, because Sasha Knight keeps talking about how it's like, well, things are going wrong that shouldn't be happening. It was the cheap brain tumbler. He got discounted. (laughs) The discount Walmart tumbler. (laughs) Brain tumbler. Um, 
<laughs> also, the items in the game, like the the bacon for summoning the one guy. I haven't, I haven't used that. Like, what actually you happens? Use when it you at use least the bacon? once because the dialogue that he goes through is really funny. But it's like, mmm, baby, oh, I love bacon. Oh, it's you. <laughs> oh, you summoned me. See, I told you the bacon would work. I like how Raz is like smart enough to ask for like a plastic bag or something. Oh yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm just gonna give me bacon. It's like, like a baggie for that. I was like, oh, that's so, so what if Raz gets like hungry or something? Aces. Yeah, that was really good. Um, any other stuff, Crystal? That we or maybe things we should um, watch out for? Because by you know, the time we come of, back, yeah. it'll be the, we'll have been through the whole game. Actually, really? speaking of food, did anyone like? Did anyone use pyrokinesis on the animals at camp? <laughs> yeah, totally. Especially because it's yeah. like the first one's like, "Oh, uh, that was an accident," and so it's like, "That one was on purpose." No, the first Apparently, one it's like, "Oh, I it had it coming." Then the second one's like, "Oh, I feel bad now." <laughs> Apparently, I killed off a squirrel, and then in return, I got a roast squirrel dinner. So I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it came on a nice little plate and everything. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, I'm uh, I don't. I'm sad you can't actually use it as like health regeneration or anything. Oh. No, I was going to say, yeah, we will, we should be done with, yeah, we'll be done with Psychonauts recording the schedule by the time. We're not going to do a show for the next point. Um, next week will be the September game news, and then after that will be the end of Psychonauts. It came and left so quickly, but it'll be a good time. Um, anything else on Psychonauts? Oh, yeah, so we're going to play to the end of the game then for... Um, the next podcast show, so that'll be two shows from now, but the next playthrough point is going to be the Brain Tumblr experiment to the end of the Milkman Conspiracy. So you should hear this show sometime Wednesday. Um, so you'll have one week from that Wednesday to get to that point, and then another week to finish the game. So you still got about two weeks to go. Um, Alright, so let's take a break here, and we'll close out the show. Uh, Kevin, take it away. I'm Kevin Williams, godfather of the podcast, the Ford Cruller of this big brainwave, and this is my final word. I've noticed some people on the forums mentioning the item-gathering aspect of Psychonauts, the collectathon, if you will. And to be fair, there is a lot of stuff in this game. Every area, inside or out of someone else's head, is jam-packed with loot. But I feel it serves a purpose in Double Fine's design philosophy. In other titles, items are often standalone entities. Think of the hidden packages in Grand Theft Auto. They're just kind of there. You find them, you get them, you're done. There's no real explanation as to what they're doing here in the first place. On the other hand, Psychonauts makes every item integral to the game experience. You've got the scavenger hunt, a traditional summer camp activity, figments of imagination and mental baggage, those are brilliant visual puns. It's so much more evocative, so much less lame. My favorite is when the collectibles aren't just there for show, but actually help you process the path you need to take. For example, on this playthrough, I climbed up on top of the GPC to get a side card. Looking around, I noticed there was another card on a nearby tree branch. This led me to further branches, which had more cards, until finally, I pulled myself up on some vines and found a full-fledged Psy core. In any other game, that core would have been out there all by its lonesome. You might not find it, you might not even notice it, because there's nothing indicating it's up there. And if you got curious and started exploring, you might get partway along but then make a mistake, and then you just give up entirely. Whereas, because the cards were guiding me, I knew, even if I fell down, and I did, that I was going back up there until I was sure I'd grabbed everything. That's just good design. 
Now, yes, it's not all flowers and roses, believe me. I went through all of Mila's dance party picking up figments, even on the stupid racetrack. And one of the vaults in Sasha's shooting gallery eluded me so well, I had to go look it up in a guide. But these are minor quibbles. It's worth it to have a couple of really well-hidden things, that way you know you're still working hard. And I think Psychonauts has just the right balance of trickiness and possibility that makes it a lot of fun to play. Well, at least this week it does. As we'll see in the coming stages, things are not always so cut and dried. For Fangamer, I'm Kevin Williams. Thank you, Kevin. So we're going to close out the show. People, keep playing Game Club with us. It's going to be a good time. Um, what I want to do now is we have a voicemail that we're going to play from a Lobo because a couple weeks ago we called out why Zelda 2? Why is this the game to play? Because he kept saying it and people were like, yeah, you're a man if you play Zelda 2. So here's his reasons for why. We're going to play that. But if you would like to leave us a voicemail, two ways. You can call us on your telephone at 503-446-CAST. C-A-S-T. Leave us a voicemail. We love it. We'll play on the show. It'll be great. Uh, now, if you don't want to do long distance, if you're like in Canada or something, like Lobo, you can record it on your computer, and you can put on attachment and send it to podcast at fangamer.com. If you do that, I would appreciate if you also tweet us, because sometimes those ones get caught in the spam filter, and I forget to look. If you tweet, say, dude, I sent you guys one, I will go look, and I will find it, and we'll do it. So it'll be good. Okay, so we're going to play Lobo's voicemail, because we want to know all about Zelda, too. Lobo brought us some great thoughts on Link's Awakening, about the I libido. I can't wait to agree to everything. It was great. Okay, here we go. Yo, this is Matt from Nova Scotia, sometimes called Lobo. Uh, well, it looks like I've been called a little bit Zelda too. Now, while my last voicemail was mostly facetious, this really is one of my favorite games. I mean, I've just received my import copy of the Famicom Disk System version, and I'll be playing that in the near future. So, I mean, yeah, I do love the game. And now Zelda 2 was released at a time when developers didn't have to conform to parameters that were established by previous titles. Yeah, Ben. I mean, having a different style of gameplay for a sequel wasn't unusual. But more than anything, Zelda 2 epitomizes the intangible qualities that should define the Zelda series for me. Uh, that is exploration and high adventure. Not to mention it does maintain a fair challenge throughout. I feel that the combat in Zelda 2 is the deepest in the series, and that there is a degree of accomplishment when you learn the rhythms of monsters, uh, learn how to navigate the terrain efficiently, and get better and better. This is a game that does not patronize the player or hold their hand, and game progression ultimately depends on your ability, and not simply some solve-all item found halfway through a dungeon. I would expand on what qualities I think should define the series, but I mean, I could go on for ages and this really isn't the Zelda podcast. I mean, I guess another reason I do feel it's worthwhile playing is because it is separate from the norm of the series as it stands now. A series shouldn't be solely one trick. I mean, it's not enough to simply stick Link in a train, for instance, if everything else plays it the same way it has been. That said, I've never cared if someone actually has taken the time to play the game and has a legitimate reason for disliking it. Most of the anger that's directed towards Zelda 2 is hyperbole, and people enter it with a negative attitude. They expect to be angry about it, so they often only frustrate themselves because that's what they expect to do. Oh, but I mean, a lot of 3DS folks can get this game pretty easily now, yeah? 
Mm. If this is part of the so-called compensation for being an illustrious ambassador, then by all means kick back, play as far as completing Parappa Palace, and make a judgment call on whether or not you want to finish it. This is hardly an inconvenience, and only about a half hour of game time for a newbie. As for whether or not Zelda 2 should be a game club, well, as long as the attempts are legitimate, I do believe that it could constitute a decent discussion. However, as loath as I am to admit it, Zelda 2 would not win a poll. But I guess you would get a reasonable turnout if you just went with it, as is usually the case recently. <laughs> if you can deal with complaining for the sake of complaining, then I don't see why not. I think if it's because it is a divisive game, and people are very strongly opinionated about it, it's short, you mean you could probably assign it to two weeks with one recording. Hmm. And it is a largely misunderstood game simply by volition of people refusing to play it. And hey, both Zelda 2 and Shadow of the Colossus have large overworlds with a quest to awaken a sleeping lady. I mean, there's its <laughs> in right there. <laughs> Not to mention it's way better than Paper Mario. <laughs> most games are. Actually, I'm uh, waiting for the sand where it's better than all had time. had to do Call Paper Mario, Dan. <laughs> that was awesome. I just want to clarify, like, like uh, Zelda 2, I probably prefer it over the original Zelda. Mostly because, like, I have a lot of nostalgia for that game. Like, every Sunday, like, after me and my family went to church, we would, like, go to my uncle's house. And upstairs, they had the Nintendo. And, like, they were always playing Zelda 2. And, like, I thought, like, the music was really pretty and, like, it was really cool that, like, there was this explorative overworld that wasn't in the original Zelda. And I liked that. So, like, I definitely don't have that sort of stigma against, like, not even wanting to give it a chance. And, like, again, like, I like the game. I just don't think it's good. Well, I, he made a pretty good case Absolutely. that, I'm, that I'm I think actually has changed my mind. There was the line about... You've already resigned to dislike it. Mm-hmm. That's why you're not, and it's going to meet those expectations if you come into no. that way, which like is it. very antithetical to how I like to approach game club games in general, which is just open mind, see what it's like. Paper Mario was a great example of one where, oh boy, <laughs> this is rough, but made it through to the end and actually did have a good time. So, yeah. Um, I, I just think the problem with that would be like just the lack of direction in Zelda 2 would make it a difficult game club, just because, like... Oh, yeah. As far as... As much as I've played that game, I still don't know what the first thing you're supposed to do is. Like, you walk to some town, you talk to some people, it's like, then what? It's like, am I supposed to go in this cave and go to this dungeon right now? I'm not really sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I have a hard time with that as well, but I would... I would give it a try. I'm actually going to try it now, considering yeah. what he said. I was like, okay, I'll put this on my DS by my, my bedstand. Before I go to bed, I'll play a little bit. Hopefully it doesn't yeah. enrage me so much that I can't sleep. But That that palace you know, that he's talking about, though, is that the first one? or Parappa Palace is the first one. Parappa Palace? Is that the, the one desert. he said? He said yeah. 30 minutes for a newbie. Yeah. So, all right. Again, 30 we'll minutes for it. me, I'm still dicking around in the town. Like, I really don't know <laughs> what to do in that game. <laughs> Yeah, me like, too. Like, the thing I like about Zelda 2 the most is the combat. It is, like, fast, and I like it. You'll be doing jump stabs. It's, like, mm. it's a lot better than most of the combat I've seen in Zelda lately. Yeah, but why well. is the sword so short? <laughs> That's what I always like, ask. But you, you it's deal. too short. Deal. Like, there, there's, there's a difference between needing skill to be good at a game and being limited to the point where it's just too damn hard, because that sword is dumb as hell. 
Well, you the difficulty reach. only it's jumps, like, like, twice, I think. It's, like, west. once you go to the eastern continent and, like, Hidden Palace, I think the difficulty just jumps, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> Alright, well, I think my barking dogs in the background are a good indication that it's time to let the podcast go. It's late for your East Coast people, so I appreciate both Ben and Crystal and Melvin for letting it's us record in his, his oh, yeah. room. It's only eleven, Garrett. The night's Patty just starting. Melvin's food. I think Ben's stomach rumbling, rumbling is a good indication that we <laughs> They're should hungry. The yeah. so I wonder if go. that came through on the mic. <laughs> so, thank you for tuning in, everyone, especially the people on the live cast. Um, it's fun having you guys there. Um, so next week we'll do a September game news wrap up. There's some stuff going on with Sony again to make fun of. So that'll Animal always, that's always good. Crossing. Even though there's oh, nothing to and say. Animal Crossing. I just want to blubber. So. Are you guys yeah. going to talk about the 3DS conference? Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. That'll be good. All right, guys. We'll let you go. Sign up for the Fan Gamer crew. Adios. Peace.